Hello and welcome to the show, The Money Honey, the show that brings you women in finance and property. Today, my second ever guest to join me on The Money Honey show is Ellie Worrell from NRG. I am so excited to welcome this gorgeous woman to my show because I've actually never met her. We've been following each other on um on LinkedIn and I just love what she was doing. I follow her on Instagram and LinkedIn and I just see how she's putting herself out there, out of her comfort zone, creating videos. And obviously if you do a video, you definitely get my attention because I wanna be your biggest fan on social media, whether you work with me or not. And by the way, for the record, Ellie does not work with me. She's not a client. I just love what she does and I want to give her a platform to share what she's doing in the industry. Um, she's about to tell us about her role, her job, her place in the industry, and also why she's so passionate about women in finance. So before I bring her on, let's kick things off. Hello, Ellie. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Nice to meet you. This is oh, the first no. time. <laughs> it's amazing to actually like see, even though obviously we aren't face to face, whatnot. It's amazing to actually see each other. I feel like we bounce backwards and forwards a lot on social media, but to yes. actually see you and speak to you is amazing. Thank oh, you thank you. Honestly, thank you so much for making time to be on the show because you have a full-time job, you're a full-time mum, you're you own, you know, you do property, you do finance, and and then you have to squeeze this in the middle of it as well, which I know you're excited about, but I do appreciate your time. So thank you for this. No, it's my absolute pleasure. Honestly, I, I love what you're doing here. And obviously I've seen you on social media as well. And a lot of what you do, I'm like, oh that that's amazing. Like I'm very much <laughs> as you mentioned, big on the videos and things like that as well. So anything that I can push to help women in finance, I am all here for. Oh, love it. That's exactly what we need you here for, Ellie. We want this place to be, um, this show, The Money Honey. Why did it start? You know, you're, you're, you are why it started because I've been seeing so many wonderful women on LinkedIn and Instagram mm -hmm. and TikTok. And um, actually not many of them are being spoken about perhaps or being interviewed and, and lots of people were getting in touch with me saying Roz can you do something about it like I literally got messages from people saying can you do something about it I was like something about what what's wrong like what's happened and I just realized that actually yeah you know I entered this industry because I was inspired by the women in it and the underrepresentation of women, I mm -hmm. wanted to make a, a stand and I wanted to be a voice. So yeah. I'm finding other voices out there just like yours. So tell me, Ellie, and tell the, the viewers and listeners, who are you? What do you do? Uh, where do you work? Yeah, tell us a little bit about yeah, you. Absolutely. So obviously my name's Ellie, as we both know. Um, I am a full-time working mum. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. They've only just turned two and four, so it's been a bit hectic the first wow. few years. <laughs> wow. um, and I currently work for NRG Resourcing. I've worked there for, it's very new, it's only about two months. Um, I'm a talent manager in financial services recruitment. So I recruit for mortgage brokers, mortgage administrators, um, IFAs, power planners, there's a vast amount. Um, 
but sort of previous to that, I worked at a specialist buy-to-let lender as an internal business manager. So I have wow. a lot of connections with the brokering side of things, a lot of connections with brokers, BDMs, um, a lot of sort of like industry knowledge for sort of five and a half years. And then I'm transferring that across to, as you can tell, I'm a very outgoing person. I'm quite salesy. Um, so that resonates well with the recruitment side of things, being being with people on a personal level. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's right. So just I don't know if you knew this and, and, and also my clients and friends listening to this. I don't know if you uh, knew this either, but I actually um, did recruitment. So I've done recruitment. Okay. Before. Yeah, that's why I couldn't wait to have you on the show, because you're quite right. You know, you've got not only have you got industry knowledge, mm -hmm. you've also got personality. You've also got charisma and you've also got that. Um, bravery you know you're putting yourself yeah. out there and actually I didn't realize you only worked there for two months I the yeah. way you come across and the way you put your content out there made me think that you'd been doing this for years I've been in the industry for years um okay. yeah I've been in the industry I actually started off on estate agency so I didn't actually when I was a little 17 year old and I was mm. like right I'm turning 18 soon I need to get I need to get a career. I need to get a proper job. I was a real job. <laughs> a real job. Um, I left college. I thought I don't want to do anything academical. I want to do something sort of more physical and things. I went into like beauty, that oh. side of things. And I worked in boots for two and a half years, my first job. And I thought, right, I need to come away from the retail side of things. I'm very business minded. I'm very entrepreneurial. I like to make my own money. And I thought, right. Estate, uh, you know, you watch the property programs on TV. Yeah. And I'm like, I could be an estate agent. I'll walk around and show people houses. And you know, when like you're younger and you practice, like you're singing, you pretend you're in your music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to walk around and be like, well, this is the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was like, do you know what? I'm going to take the plunge. You didn't really need any qualifications. Um, having come from like a beauty sector onto real estate, you didn't need that. You just needed customer service skills, which obviously I'd learned working in retail. So I started my first role um, as like an internal estate agent in like a, a call center type thing. But I, I learned the grounds of good customer service, of linking when you can cross sell and things like that. So I was booking um, clients in for viewings but then also making sure that they were like fully qualified for a mortgage and then obviously you look back and you see oh have, have they got a property to sell when your 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 mind starts sort of connecting things mm. and then that's when I went on to sort of becoming a in branch estate agent quickly realized it was very hardcore but that was a very young age for me so I was only about 19 when I went straight in and the branch I went into they were a lettings branch they didn't have a sales team so I was the first person that they put in there to go on the sales side of the state agency and launch that side of the business for them within their area their location and postcode so obviously a little 19 year old me I'm like oh I've only been doing this for I think it was like 18 months I was in the call center I was like oh god like it's so much pressure but I always have found that I've worked really well under pressure and I sort of if, if I'm on a view and someone asks me a question I'll be like I don't know the answer but then I would be very good at wording it as to 
well, don't worry, we can find that out and things like that, as opposed to just brushing it aside. It's, again, the customer service side of things. It's the yes. personable, building that rapport with people. From there, I actually found that I preferred the mortgages side of the business because we had, obviously, as I mentioned, I was a first sales negotiator. We didn't have a mortgage advisor. We had no reason to. So the sales, I was doing really well in sales and they said, we'll give you a mortgage advisor. And that is when I had my first introduction into mortgages and the rest is history. <laughs> Fantastic. Wow. So yeah. what kind of um, roles are you currently recruiting for in the financial services space? I mean, this is this is positive, right? The yeah. reason I wanted to bring a recruiter on on the show is because the media just makes out like you know financial services is going down here and that you know there's a there's a crash and there's you know there's drama and, and scarcity right but you're yeah. recruiting you and uh marcus right yeah 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 and and i've been on marcus's show which uh was an honor and a pleasure to always speak to marcus but um is the industry buoyant like do you have a lot of roles are people recruiting are people hiring yeah i mean I'd say the market is buoyant and I feel like this is what differentiates myself and Marcus and our lovely team at NRG Resourcing that we work alongside um, compared to the other recruiters. We are more mortgage specialists, so we don't deal with every type of mortgage. We study our sector. So, for example, Marcus has got CMAP so he can understand the journey of a broker. I had never done recruitment before. I'd been a BDM, I'd worked in a brokerage, I'd worked for a lender, I'd worked for a state agency. I know the property and the loan side of things and I consider myself a specialist on that side of things and the recruitment thing just sort of flows with the, as I say, the customer service, the rapport building side of things because you have more knowledge than, say, someone calling and saying, oh, um, I, I've got experience doing X, Y and Z and you're like, oh, okay, I can match you with this role but then you know certain roles, they need to have a certain level of knowledge or something like that. So I feel like we are more like personable recruiters. And again, yes. like you mentioned the podcast, we do a lot on social media and things as well. And this is my advice for women out there, put your face out there. Absolutely, in a male dominant industry, put your face out there, do the videos. Even if you wake up and you're like, oh, I've got a spot, like I've got a spot today. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm still like, Stick the concealer on, it's fine. Put your face out there because in the couple of months I've worked there, the amount of um, business I have got just from posting on LinkedIn, I've placed jobs, I've brought on clients. It's been a bit of a whirlwind purely because I'm being consistent and posting every day, doing my videos and things. And we have our clients, you'd be surprised going back to how you said, is it busy in things the market's buoyant with the rates and um obviously the base rates and the mini budget and things like that but the actual recruitment side of things it goes in line with what the market's doing so if you think there's probably a quite i've seen quite a few redundancies those people mm. are the roles our clients some of our clients the smaller firms especially have got lots and lots and lots of leads but they they need more people to help deal with those leads because of absolutely growing. So there's constantly sort of that balance of everyone everyone's looking for a role in redundancies. People have got hot leads if they're the small smaller firms. Is something I'm definitely seeing in the market at the moment. 
Amazing. Right. There's two things I really want to touch upon that I don't want to lose track of. So one was about creating video. We will come back to that in just a second. But um, just uh, jumping on your latter point there about what kind of roles you're seeing. What are the hottest roles in financial services at the moment? What do you see a lot of people recruiting for? I sit in financial services. I'd say mortgage administrators, because mm -hmm. obviously if a broker's got a lot of leads and they've got an admin that can only do so much. Some brokers need a couple of admins to do things or some firms are growing so much that they've got the brokers and then there gets to a certain point where the broker can only do so much administration that they, they need another administrator. On the other side of things, you've got like the brokering side of things. So mortgage brokers, 100% because the leads are still there and as we mentioned the market has dipped and I, I put it on my um, social media the other day I feel like now's the time that we need to dig down and really do the hard work because in a financial services industry with the rates we've had it at the two three percent rates we're now at the six seven percent this is where we need to root down really find the clients um, that really need the help so there's a lot on the broker side where they need to like the brokers need to sort of dig down essentially but then yeah. and how would you say that how would what do they need to do to dig down like how would a broker maybe struggling for leads or um or feeling a little bit bogged down by the change like, let's say you're a newly qualified broker and you just came into the market when rates were like one percent two percent and then now you've never had experience of being a broker in like 2008 yeah. and all of a sudden the rates are double digits right how do you yeah, what would they do then what would you say they need to do like a broken record but social media honestly social media yeah. will especially with things like tiktok and reels as well and instagram you can get one view and then six weeks later that video can go viral again for no reason yeah so well the algorithm picks up at a different yeah. time right so that trend might not be trending right now but that yeah. video might start trending in five weeks time like you say and it'll pick absolutely. up traction absolutely and I've had it with not necessarily financial services, but I have my Instagram page where I post my children and things. I did a reel on there and I used a sound and it's up to 200,000 views on it now because the the sound just keeps picking up and then it'll be like two days and it, my phone will go mad, just people liking and commenting and then it'll go quiet again for a couple of days. But then sort of the week after, maybe on the end of the week, it will pick up again just because you've used that sound. Yeah. I also think as well, trade shows, go and learn. Yes. Go and learn. They're free to attend. Register. Yes. Schedule. You get a CPD. Exactly. Like schedule a couple of hours out of your day to just go. Maybe if you've got sort of other brokers or BDMs there that you know, schedule a coffee in with them. Have a chat. Because even if there's no business going there and you've like you're not gonna get any leads or anything essentially, you're networking. So say if that BDM knows a broker, say a residential broker, and um the residential broker has a commercial case and they don't know where to place that, that BDM could be like, Oh, do you know what? I actually met a really good commercial broker at the show the other day. Let me pass you across his details and you can refer that case across. And it's again the returning and referral business, which which really makes sort of the FS world go round in the brokering side. 
you that is so smart Ellie I'm really really um happy that you've raised that point because obviously being a social media manager and digital um marketing consultant it it, it appears or comes across like yeah. all I care about is social media and you know doing videos and dancing on TikTok yeah. that is absolutely not my only strategy I yeah. constantly bang the drum like you've just said about yeah. Um, multi-channel approach so have a face-to-face networking event that you go to maybe something local right that you um that people just know your face so let's say you're from Romford in Essex I don't know just a random town um let's say you're from Romford you know are there any networking events that you could be going to in Romford uh two are there any industry national events I invited a a few brokers to come along with me I'm going to Manchester I'm going to um FSC this will probably be out of date by the time I post it, but you know, FSC, there's MBE, there's, um, you know, there's loads, right. But, um, I go to those events and uh, I invited some brokers to come along and they were like, what's the benefit of me going? And I was like, mind blown that that was even a question. I was like, uh, the benefits, not only do you actually get CPD points, right. Um, if you know that you're keeping up to date with that, but you're meeting other brokers, you're meeting any, yeah, you're meeting people. You know, the other side of it as well is um, myself, Marcus, and Gemma, who also works full-time with us, um, we went to the FP show recently. So, again, it'll probably be out of date, but we went to the yeah. FP show a couple of weeks ago. And you think it's a finance professional show. As I mentioned, we don't view ourselves as recruiters. We, we try to go in as, like, financial services, um, sort of, like, not experts, but specialist be able to go and advise on what we see trends we see in the market we went there and we saw sort of four or five of our clients in one place and it was never sort of like oh they're a recruiter what are they doing here it was more the fact of oh I've seen you on LinkedIn like it's so nice to put a name to a face and we actually came away and we had picked up clients looking for brokers so it was like not necessarily we weren't poaching or anything like that. It's just because they've seen us and then they've yeah. seen us in person because they've seen us on social media and they were like, oh my God, it's so nice to see you in person. And we were just standing and chatting and just just chatting about life. It wasn't even about work. Like, Yes, yeah, it's the relationship people. side. Yeah, and I completely agree with you. If you know someone going or you know someone who will benefit from going, ask them to come with you. If you don't want to necessarily go on your own, maybe get, I don't know, say if you're a broker, bring your admin along, especially females. So we met one of our clients at the FP show um, and they brought along one of the admins that we'd actually placed, which was quite nice to get her to like, uh, sorry, not an admin, a broker that we placed um, to get her to know the industry. And when we met her for the lunch, she was like, I walked in and it was all men. She was like, I was like pretty much the only woman at the show. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, I know, like when me and Gemma went in, we were like the only two girls together. The only other women that were there, there was, I wouldn't say there was really any brokers as such there that we saw. It was female BDMs at yes. their stands. Yeah. And for one of our sort of candidates to go in there and say, I went in there, and bear in mind her office was about 10 minutes away. So she thought, oh, I'll just pop in. Like, it'll be nice to see lots of lenders at one time and just really get a feel for the industry. Um, she was like, I was literally so overwhelmed with how male dominant trade shows are. I was like, I know, yeah. I don't get it because us women, and I know there's a few women out there that are sort of very outgoing, that they do do the post on social media. Um, 
they're quite happy to go along to those things but I think it's finding the confidence to just go and it's not necessarily going on your own even if you're a BDM invite a broker to come along with you that you've got a really good relationship with just so that you don't I know it can be quite overwhelming yes um, yeah. but as soon as you're there you I was shocked I've done trade shows being a BDM previously but Same. <laughs> actually, yeah actually being there as a visitor walking in you don't feel as uncomfortable as what you thought you would because you're seeing all of these well, faces you see online and you're like oh actually I do know that person I, I, do you know what Ellie I actually um I'm, I can hear some listeners in my head right now thinking oh no it's not as easy as you think I actually do find it still really, really daunting. So yeah. when I used to go in, so basically I've had the experience of going to trade shows as a BDM for a lender that I was working at. Mm -hmm. And I used to host the the, the show, uh, not the show, but like my yeah. exhibition stand. And it was actually quite safe because I felt like I'll stand here and people come to me. If they want to talk to me, they'll come to me. Absolutely. Now I'm going to the trade shows as myself, as a business owner. And often I'm walking in the room on my own now, I know people think I'm super confident and super extroverted and they think I'm going to come into the room doing salsa or something because yeah. they, that's how like, um, you know, extroverted they think I am. But it is so daunting. So I feel you if you're listening to this, I actually have to walk into like the FP show on my own and because I'm trying to attend on brand, yeah. I've probably got on like a yellow blazer or a yellow dress or yeah. something like really vibrant so I'm not exactly trying to uh, hide yeah. myself I do stand out but it is so overwhelming mm -hmm. even when people know me so I get so many people coming up to me saying you're that girl from LinkedIn and I'm like oh my gosh oh my god oh my god they've seen me they've seen me yeah. and you're like yeah but you're posting I'm like yeah I know but so it is really overwhelming and so I echo um Ellie's uh thoughts that attending with someone like having yeah, someone to go with and it doesn't have to be someone you actually work with it could be a sideline heck it could be me it could be Ellie you might say you know what Rose I'm a broker I'm not your client are you going to this show let's meet up let's go together or yeah. if you know Ellie's going to be at the stand I'm sure that could be your first place to go Ellie might say look we're on stand 53 right and be like as soon as you yeah. walk in come and find me. So you'll be, you know, at least you have someone to talk to. Like a safe haven as such. Yes. I get it. Like when I was, uh, when I was younger, especially, I think cause I've done trade shows for so long. I've done like the sales customer service side of things. That part doesn't necessarily scare me. It's the, it's more the traveling up on my own and things like that. I'm like, Oh God, like I train. And yes. I used to get really, really anxious going on my own. 100%. If, if it's, a broker that you know or someone at a lender who you know is quite local just say oh are you heading up I'll meet you at so so station and we can go together and necessarily like the journey and the travel used to scare me quite a lot so I'd make sure that I was like facetiming someone or yes something like that like it's all those little comforts but then in your head you need to remember that what what's the worst that can happen you yes, know exactly yes I feel like that's posting on social media as well. People think, oh, God, I'm not going to get the views. I'm not going to get likes. People aren't going to comment. And it's like, if if they don't, try again the next day. Don't take yeah. it down. Keep exactly. it up. Exactly. Yeah. Up yeah, I've had so many posts that failed, like six yeah. likes or two likes or one comment. Two weeks later, someone might comment on it, and then it might go viral. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I don't think it's about, it doesn't have to be so, uh, you know, let's talk about the viral thing. Your content doesn't have to go right viral to get success. To get the right people. Yeah, you don't need to be viral. And also, um, viral has a very short lifespan, yeah, right? Um, yeah. You want to be consistent. And like Ellie, you know, Ellie will post uh, regular videos or post regular posts. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's not like a one hit wonder, like she just posts one video and was like, yeah, that will do me. It yeah. is, um, you know, you're constantly updating that, aren't you? It is and hard you're, work. Yes. It is hard work. Um, yeah. but I feel like the benefits that I've had, not necessarily the first, for example, when I worked at the lender, I used to post a lot and I didn't used to get a lot of traction at all. Um, I came away from the lender and now I'm in the recruitment side of things and I get 10 times more traction than what I did when I was a lender. But I thought to myself, no, I, I, want to, I don't want to do it to promote necessarily my company. I love my company and everything I do, I relate it straight back. But I want to do it because I want to promote myself I want to promote my personality, what I stand yeah. for within the industry, um, and really become sort of a person on LinkedIn, not yes. necessarily working for a company. Yes, um, yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. That is why, Ellie, I've had you on the show. I have never met you before. We've never like even seen each other. We've just yeah. been following each other on LinkedIn. And I just want to thank you for your contribution to our community, to our financial services community, to the women in property, to the sideline businesses like you and I are. We are on the sidelines of financial services, but we are offering our services and we dedicate our Monday mornings, our Tuesday afternoons, our Friday afternoons. We dedicate ourselves to the broker community and yeah. to the, the industry. So um, I call that a positive pollination. So I really value you being a bee in this hive, you know, someone who's yeah. out there spreading joy, spreading positivity. Um, thank you for doing that on this show as well. You've been phenomenal to listen to and to follow. Um, if people did want to connect with you and want to find you, where could we find you? Where are you? I would say predominantly LinkedIn. Um, so my LinkedIn or my Instagram. Um, are you called Ellie Worrell on Ellie there? Worrell. Very yep. simple. Ellie Worrell. Very simple. Yeah. Okay. If you like, I will if you want more more personable side of things, I'd say Instagram, because obviously I post a lot with my children and life and what it is to be a working mum, because that's something that's major in my life. Um, but then obviously on the business side of things, LinkedIn, I do working parents again. So yeah, I love that, Ellie, because it's so, um, I mean, I wish, I feel like I need to get you back on the show at a later date, because we want to talk about work-life balance and women um, managing children and, um, you know, a business or work. So um, you can find all that on Ellie's uh, channels. Uh, she's a phenomenal mom, a phenomenal professional. Um, I really value everything that she does. Uh, I will put in the show notes access to Instagram and LinkedIn that Ellie has kindly shared with us. Um, but if you want to be on the show, right, if you know anyone that wants to be on the show, please do reach out. It doesn't look like Ellie got scared at all by this. It's not a scary conversation, is it, Ellie? No, um, I'm speaking to my friends. So. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's so sweet. And, and yeah, so if you're doing something phenomenal in the industry or you want to give um, yourself a voice, a space to talk, then please do get in touch with me, Rosalia, your host. Um, you are welcome on the Money Honey Show anytime. Or if you want to sponsor a friend or uh, 
recommend this to a friend, please share it with them. Thank you, Ellie, again. And um, don't forget, guys, to subscribe and like this show for more. Thank you so much.